Blog Talk Radio. Buzzworthy Radio is on. on. The entertainment show that gets you up close and personal with today's hottest stars. Here's your host, Nabelle J. Lee. Wow. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Buzz at Buzzworthy Radio. Of course, whenever we return to Blog Talk Radio, there's always got to be something that we're talking about. And, of course, it is the Daytime Emmy Award nominations. They were announced today, this afternoon, on CBS The Talk. And CBS is leading the pack with 77 nominations. Young and Restless is leading the pack with the soaps, 27 nominations total for their show. Congratulations to you guys. And we're going to get into all the nominations throughout this show. We have a guest for you that we haven't done a show since, I think it was my anniversary show a couple of years ago. And we are back once again doing this one tonight. It's, it's a big deal. We had to get this done. And everybody, of course, knows him on Twitter as Source Ryan from TV Source. How are you, man? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? Oh, it's, it's you know, it's it's a huge day for all of us soap fans. When the nomination comes out, everybody gets to tweeting and Facebooking about everything that has transpired when it was announced. So we are kind of busy today. We're a little busy today. Yes, yes, we were. It was uh, yes. a lot of a uh, lot of unexpected news happening today. <sighs> well, of course, we're going to get into that in just a second. Of course, as I said, we are going to talk about the nominations. And anybody who wants to join in on the conversation, feel free to do so by calling in at eight four five two seven seven nine four three three. Of course, the main thing that a lot of people are talking about right now is the fact that this year the daytime Emmys will not be televised. Last year, after much fanfare, the awards returned to television on pop, and it garnered so many viewers for the network. It was the highest-rated live television program on the network, and I'm sitting here right now in disbelief at the fact that it's not going to be on television. Uh, in a, a statement that was officially released from NADIS, the National Academy of Television Arts and Science, Sciences President, Bob Morrow, he said after last year's critically successful daytime telecast, it is with great disappointment that NADIS announces that there will not be a broadcast for the 43rd annual daytime Emmys after months of negotiations to find shows. Sponsorship, the NADIS executive board has decided that the current climate for award shows prohibits the possibility of a telecast this year. With that said, we will be putting on a world-class award celebration honoring the best and brightest of daytime television and look forward to an exciting show. All efforts regarding returning to the annual galaxy television in 2017 are underway. All right. Let's start off with your thoughts on this before we get into mine because I have several. How do you feel about the fact that it's not going to be on television right now? Um, you know, I've, I've got two mindsets. From um, a fan standpoint, obviously I think it's disappointing. You know, we watch, all, you know, especially if you're a soap fan, you watch every day. You know, you're watching 20 hours of television, you know, every single day. Well, factoring a bold and the beautiful, they're a half-hour show, but still. You know, you're watching these shows every day, hours you're investing in. You may watch 
some of the talk shows. You want to see these actors go up there and get their award. You want to see them watch the red carpet. This is the one time a year, the one time a year, where the stars of daytime get to be in their element, where they get to dress their best and, and, and be treated as the stars that they are. And I think it's very unfortunate that their opportunity to be showcased for millions to see isn't going to happen. Um, I understand the business aspect of it. I understand that it's difficult to find sponsors. I understand all of that. But I just wish that there was, at least from an industry standpoint, there was a more respect that was given towards the hardworking men and women of daytime, both in front of and behind the camera, because they need, you know, they need to be represented too. They need to have their time and the, and the spotlight as well. And if we can have, you know, I swear with primetime, there's, you know, an award show every bloody week, you know, in the fall and early winter, you know, why Mm -hmm. can't we do the same thing for daytime? Why can't there be the same amount of respect for daytime? Um, I hope that there are alternative ways for it to be shown this year, um, preferably on YouTube where it can be live streamed on a platform that can handle the traffic. Uh, But, I'm sure you and I will talk about that a little bit later. Absolutely. Um, as far as my thoughts on this, I think it's a huge slap in the face that we uh, will not get to have this televised this year. Once again, you, you know, this is the one time, as you just said just now, that these stars who put on tremendous work day in and day out, five days a week, five days a week throughout the entire calendar year, to finally show up and get the recognition that they deserve, and they will not get the chance to have their fans watch them go up on stage, say their speeches. You know, basically, we appreciate these people, and we are not going to be able to see that. We're not going to be able to say anything because we won't get to see it. I think it's very upsetting about that. And as you said, I understand money is a big factor. Sponsorship is a big factor. I get it. I get it. But... Personally, if, of course, if you're not going to not put a package together of clips of the actors and actresses who win their categories on the stage somehow in some way for people to see their speeches, I don't think the fans are going to be that invested. I really don't think that they're going to want to see it if there is not any way, shape, or form they can't see their favorites go up on that stage and accept the congratulations. I, I just don't think they're going to want to show up and show out. I don't. Yeah, I mean, as a, as, a, as a fan, you know, one of the things I like is being able to see the emotion when they win. That, to me, that, that strikes me in my heart as a viewer because you get to see them as they are. You know, this, these characters are, are they're, I don't want to be cliche, but, you know, they, they, put, they put this their skin on. You know, they're inside their skin for hours, you know, a day in the studio. They put their blood, sweat, and tears into these performances. A lot of them, you know, go all the way out. Some of them shave their head for these things. You know, they really get into character and to have them be able to to be able to see them walk across the stage, get the Emmy for something that they worked so hard for. These people are doing hundreds of episodes a year. Mm-hmm. That is what I want mm-hmm. to see. That is the ultimate payoff as a fan of these actors. You know, that's what I that's what I want to be able to see. And I feel like if you're not gonna like you said, if you're not gonna show that, it's gonna be hard to drum up interest. 
So I hope that the shows do their part. I hope that the shows do their part to try to make this special again. You know, one of the things that you and I have talked about is, and just side note for a second, Navelle and I sure. have been doing this type of stuff, this especially like this podcast hosting stuff, off and on since, what was it, a decade ago, Navelle? Was that, is that when and it started? It was a decade ago, literally 2006, yeah. Yeah, so this is something that we, I thought we've been talking about this for a decade, you know. Let the shows do their part to try to beef up the shows. I would love to see, you know, specific, you know, show montages. I would love to see, you know, special show packages previewing upcoming storylines. Use them as an opportunity to launch promotions for new stories, you know. Do something like that. Wouldn't it be great if, say, you know, uh, for instance, uh, Tracy Bregman, because she's nominated for lead actress. Wouldn't it be great if throughout the course of the show, whether it's airing online or whatever, they aired, you know, best of clips, not even just her reel, but best of throughout the year or throughout the years from her past nominations. That would be great to see. Let the show do that. Pad that airing out because, I can speak this as a fan and as someone who's had staff cover these events for years. Fans watch the daytime Emmys for the actors. They watch the daytime Emmys for the soap mm-hmm. operas. There's, there's not enough. You're not going to have fans, you know, writing long dissertations about, you know, somebody being screwed over for losing outstanding informative talk show hosts. No. What you will see is fans be very passionate about why they thought their favorite actor or actress should have won for these reasons. You don't get that for a form of talk show host or game show host or whatever else. And that's no slight to them, but it's the truth. The, the drama categories are the main event, and that's what fans want to see. So build a show. Absolutely. Absolutely. The actors, as you said, the actors and the daytime dramas itself are the main draw and the main focus of this award ceremony. That is what draws the viewership in. And if you're not catering to that specific audience, they're not going to want to watch. They're not going to want to see this. It, it's pretty much the bread and butter of the show. And I think, as you said, they need to do things to keep it fresh, to revitalize the show. And I think last year they did that. But if you're not going to have it on television, you need to do more in order to revitalize the show and keep it fresh and outside and think outside of the box. I mean, we have Michael Levitt who is producing the show this year. Again, he produced it last year when it came back to television for the pop network. And to me personally, if you're going to have Michael Levitt produce the show and it's not going to be on television, you better hope that you are going to be doing something for these fans so that they can see what they're not going to be able to see on television and possibly maybe not even online. If they do not get a live stream going, whether it be on YouTube or on a website, again, like they did before. It's, you, you got to do something. I don't want you basically saying you're having Michael Levitt produce this if you're not going to have something in the outcome. If there's no now, you know, visible outcome for this, there's no reason for him to do it. None. Now, he's the one who did the TV Land Awards, correct? Yeah, he, he does the TV Land Awards, yep, on, on TV Land. Oh, so, and those yeah, are... Those are pre-taped, just so you guys know. Um, if any of you ever watched the TV Land Awards, they are pre-taped. So it's, uh, it's one of those things where they do it a week or so in advance, and then they edit everything together, and it goes live to air. 
a few weeks later on the network. So if they did something like that, if they did a clip show, if they did something to where they just put the clips up of each category on YouTube, make an account, a daytime Emmy account, and put like the clips up. It doesn't have to be like a whole show. They can just do clips of each nomination category and put it online so that people can see what the speeches were from these actors online somehow, some way to get them to watch this without having to hear it from a blog or an online journalist just like writing quotes from what they said. Or (laughs) we are not going to get into the Vine girls from hell, okay, on this show. Uh, And let me tell you, I, I already was mad about that earlier today. If they, for the love of God, do what they did again in 2014 and got the Vine girls or anything of that nature to do this again, I, 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 I don't even have words to describe it. I really, really don't. But it, it's just, I think that it would be more rewarding for fans to see the expression on the actors' faces because, honestly, who doesn't love seeing that? I mean, really. Oh, yeah. doesn't. And I, I think what's, what's even more disappointing is um, last year was one of the best shows they've had in, in recent memory, you know, and, and I think that the soap press as a collective whole, um, those who actually cover soaps and watch it uh, regularly and not just because, well, you know, it's their assignment to do for the week, uh, no shade at any of the quote unquote mainstream outlets who get people's name wrong and, uh, continually uh, write their names wrong in articles like uh, Joe Farron Abbott. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Or, um, or the fact that Coe is a human being, real person, I mean, and not calling them by the actual actress's name, but you don't have to go yes. into that. Yes, but no, last year was one of the best shows in recent memory, and so, um, you know, to see it not get a home this year for uh, business reasons is, is really uh, disappointing. But, you know, I'm sure, you know, that brain trust is going to work something out. I, I have to hope that they're going to work something out. But um, what do you say, Neville? What do we uh, get to uh, some of the nominations? I think so. I think so. We are going to start off with Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series. And the nominees in this category are Tracy Bregman from The Young and the Restless, Cassie DePaiva from Days of Our Lives, Mary Beth Evans from Days of Our Lives, and a side note, she's nominated for two Daytime Emmys, by the way. Two. Two. Not just in Outstanding Actress in a Drama Series, she's also nominated as Outstanding Actress in a Digital Daytime Drama Series for her role on The Bay. Good job for that. Awesome. Fanola Hughes from General Hospital and my girl, Maura West. I love you. Maura West, General Hospital. First of all, let me just say how excited I am to finally, finally see Cassie's name in this list. Just so you know, I am very happy she finally got a nomination after all those years of One Like to Live where she didn't get Jack Squat to finally get her in this category. I'm happy for her. I'm happy for her. She did, she did work after Paige's death. I will, I have to admit, she really did. I'm very happy to see her name up in here. So much, much love to you, Cassie. Um, Maura West, I, 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 I can't say enough about you that I haven't already said. You did fantastic work 
in the episodes when Silas told Ava that she was going to die. That was by far my favorite, favorite piece of work that she did last year. Loved every can we just Can we just say for the record that Mara West does outstanding work every day? Like, Pretty much. For the record, no matter what it is that she does. We're going back to 1995, all right? We're going back to 1995 where she did, she did astounding work every day when she was on As the World Turns and now going all the way up to here to General Hospital. This woman, she needs to teach. She needs to teach lessons to people. I mean, this is how you play. She knows how to play, and she will play. You know, one of the things about her as an actress that I think is – so captivating as a fan and even as, you know, a member of the soap press is she commits 110% no matter what. There's, I can put it this way. There's, when you look at Ava, I don't see Carly Snyder. And, you know, I'm going to call her Carly Snyder because I can't pronounce her maiden name. I've never been able to pronounce her maiden name. So, you know, (laughs) know, when I look at her, I don't see Carly Snyder. You know, I don't see... Um, that character that she was on Young and the Restless. She's Ava. She's, you know, a, a unique. She stands up on her own. And Ava is such an unsympathetic character in the way that she's been written. But she becomes sympathetic because of Mars' performances. You know, we mm-hmm. throw nuance around a lot uh, in, in the soap press when we talk about the actors who can do it. Because not everyone can. You know, and not everybody knows how to find the nuance and the subtext in the script to bring out a layered performance to, you know, take you on an emotional roller coaster. You know, um, one of the things that you've always said, and I've echoed it as well, is every word means something. You know, there's, there's no throwaway line when it comes to Mara as an actress. Every word means something. And every direction you know, means something. There's, there's, there's not a whole lot of people who can do a lot with their face mm-hmm. and, and go through, you know, dozens of emotions at one time. And that's how it is with Ava. Ava, <laughs> Ava's a murderer. You know, she's, you know, stole <laughs> her daughter's boyfriend. You know, she's yeah. not a very good person. But you know that she's complex. She's damaged in a way. She's very strong. You know, she wants to be accepted for who she is and not have, you know, this this uh, notion that sometimes is thrown up with, with Sunny where, you know, they're all, but you're a mom. You know, how could you endanger, you know, the life of, of your child? And she's like, but you do the same thing. You know, there's there's a feminist quality to Ava that, you know, that I, that I love a lot. But I feel like in the hands of, in, in the hands of someone who couldn't handle it, the hands of someone who doesn't have, her skill set, Ava would be a one-note character. Yeah. And, you know, she's not because of of Mar. And, I, you know, I just kind of went off on the changes there, but it's the truth. Uh, anybody who sees my timeline when I am tweeting about the show knows that I always have something glowing and nice to say about her on pretty much every week. So that's it. Pretty much. It's the same on my end. And, <laughs> I mean, as, as you said, it, it's just the way that she performs this character. She... She just gives so many layers to Ava, and she is that character who absolutely gives no fucks whatsoever. And the sad part of it is we love that about her. (laughs) We love that about Ava. She gives no fucks, and we don't care. We love that about her. 
Can we say that about any other character? Can we really? No, not really. Not really. I don't think so. But, you know, um, with the lead actress category, there's, I feel like, first of all, great, you know, great group of nominees. I think that um, everyone has great work that, you know, they could pick to submit for their, um, you know, the final round of, of judging. Um, but before we get further into that, I just, I do want to mention something regarding the pre-nomination. You know, there was yeah. one glaring omission that I can say that I think is pretty much universal amongst all oh of the press. Oh, my God, yeah. We definitely got to get into that. We really, and really do. That is the bold and the beautiful Carla Mosley. Um, she plays um, Maya now Forrester on uh, the bold and the beautiful. Um, 2015 was a very bold, no pun intended, year for the bold and the beautiful. Um, they embarked on... Um, a transgender storyline uh, that showcased, um, you know, the past of Maya and um, her journey to the woman that she uh, is. And I feel like one of the things that made watching that story so beautiful was the way that she sold it. You know, mm-hmm. Maya was, I was not the biggest Maya fan uh, for uh, the longest time. Uh, soap writer Michelle Valjean uh, can, can uh, back me up on that. And there was something that she said <laughs> to me a couple of years ago um, where she said, just, just give her a chance. Just watch her journey. And I did. And watching as Maya went from being, you know, portrayed as the scheming gold digger to being someone who really hasn't changed. She's always felt that she deserved more. She's always felt that she she wanted to be someone other than what people saw her as. And right. The Bold and the Beautiful for 2015 gave you gave us that storyline. And the work that she put in um, last year was phenomenal. And I know, you know, with, with everybody submitting, you know, their names, there, there's bound to be some people that uh, that were locked off, but I was very disheartened when the pre-nominations came out in January and saw that her name was not on the ballot because I, I could have everybody thought she was going to be a shoe in um, for uh, the final nominations and possibly even win. Um, so I, I was really disappointed about that. But overall, um, regarding the pre-nominations, I think uh, the only name I was probably surprised to. Uh, Nazi make it was um, maybe Kate Nancy. Um, I, I was very proud of her for submitting herself in the lead category. There aren't a lot of um, uh, people who would have done that. You know, a lot of people might have convinced her to, oh, well, throw your hat in supporting because, well, that might be, you know, it might be easier to, for you to get a nomination. But I was proud of her for submitting in lead. I'm disappointed that she didn't get a nomination, but. Overall, I'm really happy with um, with the actresses that did make it. I think it's going to be a really amazing category this year. Adding on to your comment about Carla Mosley, I I've never seen such a resounding amount of support when everybody went on Twitter and just voiced their upset at the fact that she did not get a pre-nomination. I was one of those people, and I really did think that she was a shoe-in. As you said, I really thought that she was going to get a pre-nom, let alone a 
a natural nomination because she really did fantastic work. And this is also coming from somebody who didn't really see the appeal of the character of Maya at the time because I really never saw her as somebody to root for, somebody that I want to talk about on a daily basis. And then March of 2015, around March Madness, the same time last year, the ball, the bomb got dropped that she was born Myron, and it just catapulted into this incredibly beautiful story. And I think what a lot of people were also upset about today was that everybody who was involved in that storyline got a nomination but her. And yeah. I understand that upset, upset too, because even I said the same thing. I was like, yeah, Rain. And not, I mean, and again, this is nothing against these people. I, I'm just like, just sitting here going like, of all people that should have gotten the recognition for the storyline that she deserved, it was Carla. And she didn't. And, you yeah. know, you may not have gotten the nomination, but we love you. We really wish you got up here, but you did fantastic. And... I can't say enough about that storyline watching it play out because that literally kept me glued to the tube every single day. So very proud of her. Very proud of her for all the work that she was able to do. Um, these are, as you said, a fantastic group of women that are in this category. So I am happy to see these names that were in here. I know there was a comment that came on Twitter that they were surprised that Laura Wright didn't get a nomination this year. Um, and, of course, this is just me being biased, but I kind of expected her to be in there myself. But <laughs> it was uh, – but as I said, this is a really great group of women, so I, I'm, not, I'm not upset in the least for, for this category at all, not in the least. But we can move on now to the next one since we're in lead still. Let's go to lead actor. Tyler Christopher from General Hospital, Tony Geary from General Hospital, Justin Hartley – Christian LeBlanc, and Christophe St. John from The Young and the Restless. Speaking of somebody that you were shocked of not getting a daytime Emmy in lead actress, Billy Flynn not getting an, a, a nomination in lead actor. Again, he's another one who submitted for lead. And as you said, for Kate Manzi, I was very surprised that he submitted for lead. Um, I would have expected him to possibly submit for supporting actor but he had the ball to submit for lead in the pre-nominations, and I felt good for him. I mean, in the, in the grand scheme of things, he was a lead. So uh-huh. proud, of him, proud of him for doing that. Um, honestly, I think out of all of these people, I think Justin Hartley had the best year. He did. Justin, Justin Hartley had the best year. The best recast of Adam Newman on that show, he really, really took that role and made it his own. And this is coming from a character who I really never, I mean, I don't know if the term love to hate fits Adam Newman, but it does now when Justin came on and took over this part, because now it's just like, you love to hate him, but do you really hate him? And there's just a way that he plays this role where you feel sympathetic to the, to the character that you never could have before. Justin Hartley is the leading man that everyone should aspire to be. And <laughs> if anybody's listening to the show and you want to quote that, it's, it's, uh, I stand by it. Justin Hartley is the leading man that everyone should aspire to inspire to be. And, and I'm going to say it because of this. We know where Justin came from. Justin came from passion. You know, 
mm-hmm. uh, the best, you know, show. But he always was one of the highlights of Passions. And to see the work that he has done in daytime and primetime and now back to daytime, the respect right. that he has for the genre, the respect that he has for the people who make his role. You know, he always speaks so highly of the writers or producers and directors that he works with. He always speaks so highly of his co-stars um, that he works with and even the ones that he doesn't. You know, he's a very, I'm going to be cliche, but he's a very giving actor, you know, and he's very appreciative of um, those that he works with. And he understands that without, you know, the words on the paper, he couldn't, you know, be Adam Newman. Um, But I feel like there's a certain way that he carries himself as a person and as an actor that is very um, admirable. And I feel like, you know, coming into a situation with Adam, that was a very, you know, popular role played by, you know, a very popular actor, and he made it his own. And he's done phenomenal work with Melissa Claire Egan. So he works great mm-hmm. opposite, you know, um, Eric Braden and so many others. And for him yeah. to be in this to be in this category is a great thing. Um, Tyler Christopher, you know, he's don't his his name in here, you know, a couple of times over the years. And I'm glad uh, that he made in here as well. He had a great year. Um, I, I'm not 100. percent Actually, you know, I think there are there are some really great things that he could pull from um, in regards to what he's going to submit uh, for the final round. Um, I feel like uh, Christian LeBlanc also had some great material to work from last year. You know, I'm one of the people who usually, uh, you know, complains because I feel like they don't do enough with Michael. Um, but don't. last year he had some great material. Christoph St. John, um, awful story, but great material, but great performances uh, from him uh, last year. And, um, you know, Tony Geary, um had some really uh, good performances um, with uh, the Luke story last year. I and think that's all I, have the, to say. I love that. The 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 episode for the anniversary shows were pretty much for Tony Geary. I thought in his final year on the show. I will go on the record and say I actually enjoyed them because I know there were probably some people on my Twitter feed that did not. I actually did. I thought that he did a really good job, if not excellent job, and not just playing the Luke part, but also Luke's father. So that was amazing. That I, I honestly thought that was a really great episode. And uh, Laura Wright and him in, in, in that episode – Laura playing the mother. I thought that was phenomenal. I thought it was phenomenal. Great work from him in that show. So I think that between Tony and Justin, I, I would go between those two as far as taking home the gold. So depends on what uh, they go into with in the final round. So I, I do. I pick those two out of this category to take it home. Uh, on a side note, Navelle, has your special guest called in yet? <laughs> Not yet. Trust me. I'll let Not you yet. know when that person gets here. Okay. I'm eyeing the, eye. eye the time, Don't buddy. Worry. I'm eyeing the time. Um, You're eyeing the time. All right. <laughs> uh, next up, we've got... Just like uh, when you used to. 
Next up, we've got Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series. You have uh, Larley Bell as Christine Williams, The Young and the Restless. Jessica Collins as Avery Bailey Clark from The Young and the Restless. Lindsay Godfrey as Caroline Spencer from The Bold and the Beautiful. Um, Peggy McKay as Caroline Brady from Days of Our Lives. And Melissa Reeves as Jennifer Horton uh, from Days of Our Lives. Uh, what do you think about that category? You know, we got some really great women in this category. I I love this list. Uh, Peggy McKay, especially during the fall with Bo's return, I thought she was really, really good in. You know, it's just it was just so funny and, and heartwarming and sad to watch how people felt for Caroline and thought she was crazy when in fact she wasn't crazy. Uh, I, I just I just loved how she played off those scenes and, and with with Peter Reckle and with his return. I, I really thought that was some some great stuff that she had there. Uh, Jessica Collins. Oh boy, uh, the attack, the rape stuff, the rape scenes that she did. That was amazing. I mean, Jessica Collins can do anything, but those scenes before she left Genoa City. They were gut-wrenching. They really were gut-wrenching. I, I thought that was some of her best work from the year. And Lindsay Godfrey, correct me if I'm wrong, because it's it's all running together, but I thought this was in 2015. The scenes when Torsten Kay as Ridge told Caroline that he had a vasectomy done, that was 2015, right? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was 2015. Okay. Good, because let, let me tell you, when I was sitting at home watching that play out and just watching Lindsay's nuanced performances, uh, she didn't have to say a word, a word, and you just just felt her heart drop completely from Ridge telling her that he had a vasectomy and they couldn't have kids. And it was just it was just like at that moment, it was just... She was done for. She was done for. And you just, just couldn't help but just watch her sink lower and lower and lower to an abyss because of the fact she now realized who the baby's father really was. It was just probably some of the best stuff I've seen, especially from her. And she's done a lot of great material, but that in itself was probably my favorite thing from her ever, ever. I, I agree with you. It was really strong. But I feel like the material she had in the beginning of the year, um, when they were uh, during Rick's uh, revenge crusade against her and Ridge, was a lot stronger. Because mm. mm. it was early, it was late January, I think, is when, um, well, or the first part of the year, she was still trying to sort of work through her issues with Rick and, and all that stuff. And that's when he kind of shot at her and Ridge and. Yeah, yeah, she went away. But you also have to consider, you know, you've got the performances where she talks about um, her her injury, um, her real life injury, which they wrote into um, uh, the storyline. You also have the really grown up conversation um, opposite uh, Carla Mosley uh, when Caroline and Maya pretty much squashed uh, their beef, and you had um, the scenes with her and Jacob Young. Um, where they finally agree to put aside their feelings toward each other. Um, I feel like uh, that was a really great moment. And when he bas- when 
I think it was something like uh, along the lines of, uh, you know, I just want you to be happy. And even if that's with Maya and, you know, Rick sort of realize, you know, admitting that he'll always, you know, feel something for Caroline, but they weren't really the best together. I thought that was a really great scene for them. And uh, hmm. <laughs> our source, Ashley, Reckless Love, said she preferred that scene too. Uh, yeah. She did. She did. What do you think of the other the the other two uh, nominees in this category, Laura Lee Bell and Missy Reeves? Um, Laura Lee Bell, trying to figure out what her story was. It was was last year when uh, Neil killed her baby. Was mm. Neil killed her baby? Yes, I think that was two thousand. Yeah, that was two thousand fifteen. Yes. Yeah, th- that was great. Um. I thought she did well with those. My my biggest issue with with uh, them and uh, with Christine is that they don't there's they don't write consistently enough for the character to really be able to pull you know things for off the top of your head. Um, I, I think the the scenes of the immediate aftermath of of, of losing her baby with Paul was great. Um, mm-hmm. Her being. Uh, I think she had some scenes with Steve Burton and 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 uh, Davidson where she was talking about uh, I guess her jealousy that Paul gets to have a relationship with Dylan, you know, and and you know she can't give him a child. There's 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 some stuff there, um, but I don't I don't think this is going to be her category. Um, Peggy McKay uh, is in the right category, and has some really great work that, that she can pull from opposite uh, John Aniston, opposite Peter Ruckel, um, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, the scenes with Sammy after Will died, you know, there's, there's, there's a yeah. lot that, they, that she could pull from this year. And, you know, I, are they ever going to give her a lifetime achievement award? I mean, come on. <laughs> I know Roger Newcomb from We Love Soaps has been, you know, riding He's that train. He's been clamoring for that, I agree though. with him. Has been. Do I blame him? No. But he has no. been. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking, yeah. speaking of Roger Newcomb, um, you know, in about a week or so, a week and a half, he's going to be out on the West Coast for the Indie Series Awards. You know, a, a huge time for him. And I love him to death. I love what he's able to do with this. Uh, that's going to be hosted by Eric Martzoff and Jen Dilley from Days of Our Lives. And God bless you, man, for being able to put all of this together. This is the seventh year for that show. Seventh year. And After Buzz TV is going to be the partner with them that's going to live stream the show. So God bless you. I, I, I honestly think... I'm going to hope that's not a stream of dead air and <laughs> that we didn't lose you, but you went completely silent just now. Okay. So I don't know where Novell is. I don't know if you, I don't even know if we're still on the air. Um, somebody on Twitter, let me know if you guys can still hear me. Cause I don't have a control panel. I can't see any, I can't see anything. I need to know for certain if I'm just rambling or if, uh, 
we're still on the air. Somebody tweet me. You know, this is probably one of those times where it okay. decided to give Wait me a, a full memory. Did you just disappear? Did you just disappear? Oh, I did. And I just sat here and go, okay. like, didn't, didn't this used to happen with us before? And I'm just sitting here going, like, it's probably wanting me to relinquish in my memories. <laughs> you, like, mean, you mean when you used to say that I would, uh, when I was dropping you off the air when we would have little disagreements? That one? Yes. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Yeah, Except no. I'm on the no, host no. line, so you can't do that to me right now. So <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Now, one of the things that you can always say about Blog Talk Radio in the 10 years that this thing has been around, or the 10 years that you and I have been doing yeah. this, is that Blog Talk Radio will always be buggy and drop your phone calls, no matter what. And no matter what you do, it, it just it just automatically happens, and it's just like seriously, I have to call back in again and restart the show, and everybody's like, "What happened to the host? Where did he go? I can't hear the show anymore." I'm like, seriously, it just dropped the call. You should know this. You've been around. You've been around with us for ten years. You should know this. It hasn't improved. Oh gosh, just being, mort- <laughs> just being mortified doing a live interview and having you know your actor guests drop off completely, and they're still talking, thinking that they're on the air, and you're just like, "No, yeah, no, nobody heard you." <laughs> oh my goodness That's actually happened plenty of time here Yeah, the stories we could tell you But uh, that's for another show Say this for the next anniversary <laughs> show We'll talk about that then But uh, I don't know exactly Where did where did I leave off before I magically disappeared? <laughs> <laughs> um, you were talking about uh, Roger Newcomb And the Indie Soap Awards And the amazing work that he does with that that's where okay, good. So you, okay, good. So you heard everything I said. Did you say anything after yes. that? <laughs> no, I was just worried about the dead air. And I was having, like, panic flashbacks to, you know, just having people going, wait, are you guys still here? Well, what's going on? Um, but <laughs> to piggyback off what you said, I think what Roger has done with the Indie Soap Awards um, has just been brilliant. Um, I love that it's all-inclusive. I love that it's become something that people want to participate in and um you know if you if you think about it he is kind of the one in a way that forced the emmys to change you know and be inclusive of Mm -hmm. um of digital drama um you know because they weren't for the longest time they did not pay attention to it and you know there were some really great shows seven years ago you know, that missed out on the opportunity of, you know, being nominated for uh, Digital Emmy Awards. But um, that's the topic for another show, is it not? Absolutely it is. But I just wanted to give a huge shout-out to that for, for what he was able to accomplish. I mean, look, you got me to watch those types of shows. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have known anything about them. So trust me, he's doing brilliant things. So much love to you. Uh, we're about to kick off our next category, which is supporting actor in a drama series. We have Sean Blakemore from General Hospital, Steve Burton from The Young and the Restless, Brighton James from The Young and the Restless, Jacob Young from The Bold and the Beautiful, and Dominic Zampranga from General Hospital. So where do we start? You want to start with Dom? I'll start with Dom. <laughs> um... Okay, you start with Dom. I'll start with Dom. So, (laughs) 
I I don't know where to begin with Dom though, except for the reveal of the Valerie and Dante affair, to be honest with you. I think that was really when I started paying more attention to, to Dante, aside from the fact that his bromance with Nathan was a huge thing. But I, I really think that it was really really at that point where I started really paying attention to that character and uh, uh, for this year anyway, because it was just lackluster is the best word for it. So I think that is a very politically correct word for it. And I agree with you 100%. Um, it's obvious that Dante was not a character um, that, you know, they seem to want to rate for, um, but the performances with the reveal was, was really good. Um, I thought the, some of the fallout after um, was really good as well. And uh, <laughs> um, you, know, yeah, you saw, you see I that. Saw, yeah. yeah um, I saw that. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I thought, I thought, I thought if anybody should get nominated for, for the scenes that you're referring to. And, of course, you know, for the record, we don't know what anybody submitted yet. They haven't put any of the reels no. up. Um, you know, so this is just us trying to guess what they might have submitted. Um, I can't really think of anything um, other than the, the, the reveal at, at Halloween. Um, but I thought in those, any was the, you know, any shined brightly in those, and I think Dominic did well as well, but it's, it's going to be difficult as, as a press member to think about what uh, he could submit. Um, the two, let, let me just say, there are three names in this category that stand out as instant favorites who could win. Steve Burton, I know that Steve Burton gets nominated a lot, but he doesn't always win. But I thought Dylan, and I know that people feel very strongly about Dylan, um, I, I feel like Steve Burton has some really great scenes to pull from, opposite Sharon Case, opposite Melody Thomas-Scott, who you would love and adore, um, your queen. And um, let's see, there was the stuff with the baby, right, where, where Sharon uh, went crazy, and uh, – had to go to the mental institution. There's some stuff there that mm-hmm. we pull from. Um, there's the uh, whole sort of a superhero Dylan thing from the uh, Port Charles Hotel fire. I mean, <laughs> the Newman Enterprises fire. Um, <laughs> there's um, uh, there's uh, the relationship. Uh, problems that he was having with Sharon where he showed interest in wanting to become a cop and she was against it. I feel like she was against the strongest it. work opposite Sharon Case. Sharon Case I agree. brings out the best in him. Um, and I feel like if he submits something with her uh, where he's able to really truly come alive, then I think that would be great. Brighton James, you know, love the guy. Um challenging year as a fan to watch uh, his storyline last year. Uh, challenging as a critic to watch his I was going to say, what exactly year. did he have 
from last year? What exactly did he have? Well, there was losing his wife to his father. Um, well, well. <laughs> let me let me start off. There was. Yeah, we better um, be careful he, because Ashley right now is listening to us, and she's probably going to correct everything that we say wrong about him right at this point. I, I and, have to be I have to be careful about what I say because I feel very strongly um, about what happened with this story. And I don't want to get myself <laughs> or anyone else in trouble. So I just want to say that in, in despite a very poorly constructed story that was heavy handed and put an unnecessary strain on the character of Devon, the relationship with Hillary, and really interrupted the momentum with Devon and Hillary as an up-and-coming couple that should be one of the tentpole couples of the show for the under-35 crowd. I will say that Brighton James was consistent throughout the entire mm-hmm. thing. He never phoned it in. He gave his right. all. He sold it. Even when there was nothing to sell, when there was no depth, when there was nothing, you couldn't pull. You couldn't pull a semblance of consciousness if you had a homing beacon on it. That's how awful this Devon Hillary Neal thing that went on unnecessarily long. That's. I don't even that's know what to call it because it was absolutely terrible. <laughs> I really don't. I don't know what to call it, and this is coming from. A, a, a huge Heaven fan, and again, this this Heaven fan was not a Heaven fan in the beginning, but turned into one uh, down the pike. And I was literally sitting here bored out of my mind because it it literally looked like there was absolutely nowhere to go. They were going anywhere with it, but as you said, he never phoned it in and he kept it real. And that was that's one of the things I like about Brighton is that he never phones it in. He he plays it and he plays it to the hilt, and God bless him for that. But again, this story was trash. So <laughs> it was straight up trash. <laughs> yes, yes, it was. Um, though, if I had to pull, you know, just off the top of my head, I think the um, immediate scenes in whatever island they were in after Hillary disappeared, where he's like, you know, um, this is my wife we're talking about. I love her. I would never do anything to harm her. She's missing, and you're in here questioning me when you should be out looking for her. That was a great scene. Um, I mm-hmm. think uh, one of the other scenes was when he, um, uh, when Hillary, uh, when they got a tip about Hillary and they thought she might be in town and he, you know, decided to pay whoever it was and it found out it was a false lead and he was just severely crushed. Um, I think the plane crash stuff from last February, was that last February, the plane crash? Where that they found was out February. About that that was the start of February sweeps. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That you know there were some oh the stuff on the plane was just was just fantastic. You know they could definitely pull from that. Um, and if you want to go a different route, uh, there's some. They could pull that for um, Kristoff too, if you want to think about it. Kristoff can pull stuff from could. that. They could. Um, there's also the angsty little bit when Hillary woke up from her coma and and was in love with Neil and he kind of resigned himself to the fact that he wasn't going to get her back and they had some really good good scenes there so he has a lot that he he could pull from um even though um the story was awful um and then (laughs) who 
if you just take his if you take his performances from January to September, every week there's something you could pull from. Whether it's Rick going off the rails to Rick finding out that you know um, you know Myra uh, my, uh, Maya is transgender uh, to mm-hmm. being hurt that Rick that that Ridge knew you know that um, you know the uh, the cabin scenes where Maya goes to find him and yeah. he tells her you know that that he that he loves her like all all of that stuff was great um, the um, uh, coming back and and losing control of the company, you know, um, he has some great scenes with uh, Captain Kelly Lang, uh, where he basically talks about, you know, he's never going to be, you know, the the son that Eric wants. Um, you know, great scenes opposite Source uh, uh, and K. Uh, so there's a lot they could pull from from, from there. I. I, I don't want to make my final assessment until we know for certain what was submitted, but those three names, Steve Burton, Brighton James, Jacob Young, are the ones I think we should look out for because they've got a great amount of material. They got a great amount of work. They had a great year. They have a lot to pull from, and I agree with you, especially Jacob. I think he's got the most to capitalize from. So, yeah, definitely. I, I honestly can't wait till the reels come out and – we get to find out exactly what they submitted because honestly, they really do have a lot of good material to choose from. So only time will tell, but yeah, I totally agree with you on that front. And no, my guest has not called in yet. If you were, in case you were going to ask me, just so okay. I know that out there. So I know that out there. <laughs> um, we've got outstanding younger actress in the drama series, uh, Raina Edwards as Nicole Levant from the bold and the beautiful. Hunter King as Summer Newman from The Young and the Restless. True O'Brien as Paige Larson from Days of Our Lives. Ashlyn Pierce as Allie Forrester, The Bold and the Beautiful. And Brooklyn Ray Silver as Emma Drake, uh, General Hospital. Uh, I want to start with you on this one, buddy. Tough category. Tough. We got some really, really great young actresses in this category. Rain Edwards coming in as Nicole especially starting out absolutely phenomenal thing. I mean, she, she really is charismatic in this role. Uh, I just love the themes when it was revealed that Maya was Myron and the aftermath of that and, and the true support of, of a sisterly bond and standing up against Obama Tunde's character on the show. It, it, she, she was just a phenomenal powerhouse. This little tiny thing. She's a phenomenal powerhouse. I, I can't say enough about her. She's absolutely amazing. She's really, really a little spitfire. I can't say enough about her. Ashlyn Pierce, God, I'm still upset about the fact that she was let go from the show. I I still can't wrap my head around the fact that she was let go from the show. But her final scene with the confrontation with Steffi, leading up to the conversa- confrontation with Steffi in the car, and just those final moments, it was just – heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching material, and she pulled it off. I remember her on Twitter, because I think actually B&B was a day behind at the time, and she actually said on Twitter that that was her hardest day of working. It was a really hard day for her when she filmed those scenes. 
I can see why, obviously, once the next day when uh, the character was killed off. And as I said, it, she, she knocked it out of the ballpark. And it was just, for me as a fan, when I watched it, knowing originally when the scenes with Darla and, God, what is Steffi's sister's name? Phoebe. Phoebe. And and Taylor when that happened in that same spot and then this and and then here here she is Allie to her death in the same spot as her mom I I just thought that was just mesmerizing gold I thought it was pure gold and Brooklyn this little girl I want to hug her and put her in my pocket the scenes when it, she basically with Samantha McCall and that whole where the whole thing came out of uh, the fact that. Sam and Patrick were not going to get married. She was crying for Robin. She wanted Sam to get out. It, I couldn't help but feel for her. Brooklyn really brought the house down and made me feel for her. I almost started crying. I'm crying right now because I'm talking about it. And she's, she's just amazing. This little girl is amazing. She's going to bigger. She's going to go into bigger, better, and brighter things. God bless her heart. She she's the one to look out for, especially in this category. These three, Ashlyn, Brooklyn, and Rain, are the three top picks in this category. Really, really are. I, would, I have to agree with you uh, 100%. I feel like Rain is uh, one of those rare finds nowadays. You know, a, a lot of times, you know, uh, they bring in new characters and, and, and you know, new actors, and they throw them in these things and they tend to and they drown but I think this rain is how you do it right they eased Nicole in they surrounded her with you know um, veteran characters and characters that were even if they're not veterans they were already established Um, it made it easier to get acclimated to the role and rain brought it every time um from she or she can play, she, you know, Nicole started off as, you know, a little devious, a little mischievous, you know, blackmailing her sister and all mm-hmm. that stuff and sort of, sort of kind of following in the, in the uh, stereotype of what Caroline believed Maya to be, you know, that gold digger, it kind of seemed like Nicole might be going on that route. And then of course you see that now all she really wants is to have a relationship with her sister. You know, there's some really fantastic scenes, opposite Kalamazi that they can choose from um, where uh, Nicole, you know, confronts Maya about why did you leave me? You know, right. um, you, you didn't come back for me. Those were great. Um, there was the finding out that, um, you know, Maya uh, was Myron, Maya is transgender. Um, there's the, you know, false uh, romance that she had with, with Wyatt Um know, being angry that she was used by him. There was a really nice little confrontation there. Of course, the uh, beginnings of her romance with, with uh, Zenday, uh, with uh, Rome Flynn, which were really good. Uh, the pregnancy, you know, there's, there's a lot they can, that can pick from. And to sort of quote uh, Ashley, uh, when she did her year in review for uh, The Bold and Beautiful, uh, sort of of the tale of two halves. And I feel like for Rain, you've got two different styles of performances you can choose from um but i agree with you rain Ashlyn pierce and brooklyn ray silzer are the names to look out for in that category
I think I muted you by accident. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to mute myself, and I muted you. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> but I didn't say I, anything important. <laughs> but I have somebody joining me right now because... Well, I love this woman. <laughs> How else am I supposed to introduce her? Uh, and she's also nominated in the lead actress category. What is there to be said about Maura West that I have already said on this show, on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram? <laughs> I don't know. I can I can do a good cartwheel. Have you said that yet? <laughs> You could, but I wouldn't be able to see it. <laughs> oh, you guys are so great. You know, I'm so grateful for you guys doing shows like this. Very grateful for you. Oh, come on. Come on. It's, it's first of all, it's you. It's you. It's you. Why wouldn't we? It's you. <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations, by the way. Congratulations on your nomination. Thank I'm you very so much. happy for you. You had Thank a you. wonderful year at GH. You really did. Yeah, you know, there's a, you know, yeah, you think? Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I certainly always. Well, aside from that. the fact that Ava was dying, but other than that, yes, yeah, you did. <laughs> I always do my very best, that I'll say. And, I'm, and I love Ava. I, I, I just, I love Ava. <laughs> Very much. <laughs> we love Ava. As I, well, <laughs> as I you. said earlier, before you called in, I literally said that I Ava gives no fuck you. about anybody. I hear you. No. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, is that what you said? Yeah. That's what I said. I said Ava gives no fucks, <laughs> and that's why we love her. That's why we love her. She gives no fucks about anybody, and that's why we love her. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think that puts that. I, well, I think that's partial. Well, you know, you guys are doing your thing, but you know, obviously, she does give certain fucks. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I think, <laughs> but I think that the, the true, you know, yes, there are certain fucks that she doesn't give, and those are the good ones. So mm-hmm. that 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 does make it fun, for sure. Yes, yes. I mean, it's just it's just the way that you play the character. Uh, that makes us feel for her, you know, and, and there was, there were some scenes where I really did feel for the relationship between Ava and Kiki. Kiki really didn't have anything. She didn't want anything to do with her mother. And I literally felt bad for Ava at the fact that Kiki was turning her away. And this is coming from a guy that said never would call her by that name. And I'm sitting here saying that name three times. I normally call her Lauren, but <laughs> I, it's true. Good Lauren. Yeah. <laughs> but it is it's just the fact that you're able to play it in such a way where I just felt sympathy for her that she she's pretty much not having a relationship with her daughter and, and, and who who can do that who can do that for somebody that has no other regard for anybody else's feelings you can definitely sit here and say she has regard for her family she cares about her family she loves her family no matter what even if the thing she does is wrong Right. I agree. And I think that that's one of the things that first drew me to the character way back when. This is, you know, I think three years ago now, you know, um, mm-hmm. and uh, talking to um, Mr. Valentini about 
uh, Ava, and one of the things he said is that he lo- she, she she loves her daughter, and this was before um, the baby. Oh my God, the precious darling. Avery oh my goodness! Who I actually she wanna, is a I mean, scene stealer. Is it wrong that when I see her, I, I, I kind of salivate a little bit, and I have those fantasies <laughs> about putting <laughs> about putting like butter on her and eating her. <laughs> <laughs> just one little bite. <laughs> that's just one little bite. <laughs> no, she's a little scene stealer. That little thing is. Ah, oh, she's a gorgeous thing, and such a good. Mm. You know, there's such lovely kids. The whole family's lovely. But um, you know, one of the first things that you don't you you know when you you say villain, you know, you say you're you know I want you to play a villain. Okay, what does villain mean? What 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 does that mean to to the show? What does that mean to to my Frank? What does that mean to me? And mm-hmm. to me, as an actor, right, there's no such thing as a villain. You 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 are who you play, right? So and if her if, if what she does are seems dastardly. That's fine if what it, the appearance is that it's dastardly. But for her, it she's doing it for a reason. Everything she does is for a reason. So she's not mm-hmm. a villain to herself, obviously, <laughs> you know. And so yes. of course she loves her daughter and, and would never c- consider herself a villain except for a brief moment with um, uh, Franco in the hospital where she kind of just, you know, broke – down her own deeds a little bit with him. Um, but, you know, people don't do that. Bad people don't say, yes, I'm bad. We, you know, they don't. They just go on about their business and they have their um, attitude about what they do and that they're right. You know, she thinks she's right. And and so do I. <laughs> and so do I. <laughs> I do. I love her and I think that... <laughs> I think that she is right in, in, in the stuff she does. I mean, I, if I have to, playing her, right, find some way to defend every action. Or I, or I can't really True. do it. True. It's phony. You know, so the, 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 the Connie stuff, which, God, can we just quit it already? But that keeps coming up. But for me, that's like, well, you know, if, if Ava hadn't killed her, she would, you know, turn around and tell Julian and Julian would kill her just like she killed, killed, uh, he killed the older sister. I mean, it's just, Olivia, like you yeah. have to make them. Yes. I mean, she, she, that was a fear based, fear driven, uh, reaction. Um, to me as the actress, because I have to do that. Mm-hmm. I can't make it on just, I'm, I'm bad. I mean, how boring is that? There has to be some, some, some um, purpose for every action, and that's sort of the fun in it, <laughs> you know. It's a it's a lot I, of fun. I don't think I've ever classified Ava as a villain. Did you, Ryan, classify Ava as a villain? Because I just never no, gave her I, that I mean, title. Ava's 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 complex, and she she's complex, and she's um, she's a self preservationist, and I feel like she makes decisions and what she feels are the best interests of her family, even though some people don't like it. And if you look at the things that Ava has done, she is no worse than some of the quote-unquote heroes in town. I mean, really, Ava's list of crimes compared to, you know, some of the others is is, is a lot less, you know. That's just my opinion. (laughs) <laughs> no, I agree. I, no, but I agree with you. I agree with you that the line between hero and villain is 
can be very blurry, right? Because both Cassio and Dylan are are active. They're they're active people. So when you're doing um, that, those that those doings can be perceived in different ways. So I I agree. I think that if you were if you you could look at the show one way and say you know Ava's not a villain. She's a hero. She's a you know she's a heroine. You you. You could. I mean, you have to be probably a member of my family to look at it that way. I, I, think, I, I think I am a card-carrying supporter of the Jerome family, so that would make me one. I, think I, 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 I also carry the same card. And I carry the same card right in my wallet, and I, I had a tweet just now that came through. I, I should be ashamed that I'm about to mention this, but I'm really not. Uh, but a tweet just came in, and Chris said that tell Mar West that we are forever grateful that Ava killed Connie, and I'm just like, oh, cool. okay. Yeah. You know, um, Mar, I have a question for you. Um, has there been yeah. a time um, that you found it difficult to connect with Ava's motivations? You know, have you have you? Let, let, let me repeat that. Has there any, has there been a time at all? that you've had felt it difficult to get, I guess, to maybe feel what Ava's point of view is? Ooh, that's a good question. That is a good question. I'm going to think about that. Because part of the step, you know, there, there's steps in my process, right? So I get the script, I throw the script against the wall. I, um, and not because it's not good, just because I, that's my what I do. And then I revisit it. You know, I take it back. I usually my son Joe or my daughter Kate will outline my lines for me, and then I look at it again, and and then I go, okay, so now I'm Ava, and now I get it. So I'm trying to think if there's any really, really, truly difficult things I've had. I mean, I I would say that there was one thing about um, when. Um, when Ava was came back as Denise, uh, Denise gets a bad rap, but I love Denise. But I, I would think that that was hard for me to justify um, having another romantic relationship um, with um, Brian Craig's character, you know, as <laughs> Denise and not letting him know that it was really Ava. I think that was kind of... Uh, difficult for me because if she really loved him, really trusted him, she'd pull him aside and say, "Hey, man, it's me," <laughs> you know. Um, right, and, and, right, uh, right. You know, but 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 you know, even then, you 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 just you know, I'm not Ava, I'm me. So uh, Ava's Ava, and I have to commit to that and and do it. But that, I think that I, that's one of the things I would think of that was sort of that was sort of kind of hard to justify. Does that answer your question? I don't even know if I answered yeah. your question. No, it, okay. it, it does. It does. And, you know, okay. you, you say that Ava gets, uh, that, that Denise gets a bad rap, and she does kind of. But I will say one of the things that I noticed then and, and even now is that everybody was like, you know what, this is a little absurd. But Mar looks like she's having a ton of fun. And that's what kind of sold it for us, you know. Yeah. You know, I don't know how much fun I had, actually, to be honest. I'm not sure. I, you know, like, we, we, I love being an actor. I love playing Ava. I, I love being on this show. That was, that was a little bit challenging, I think, because there was such immediate um, um, 
poor reaction to that. And, um, and I'm a human being, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. and, and I could sense that and sort of feel that, but at the same time, that, look, I didn't, I, I just show up, learn my lines and do my job the best I can. I'm not, I didn't decide what was, what was going to be done. I just show up and do it. Um, and so at the end of the day, um, I was very proud of it and, um, and thought Denise was really quite adorable, actually. Yeah. I don't think I hated her. I just hated the wig. The accent I thought was pretty cool. And <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hate Denise. I just hated the wig. That was the only thing I hated about her. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I think even bring me that, back to my blonde, that. my blonde woman. Bring the back the blonde. Yeah. That's all I asked for. <laughs> yeah. I loved. I loved having the dark hair, and I also think that you know. It, it, it's funny to, not funny, haha, but it's you know we we in this genre can talk about like the wig or whatever. But you know I I watch movies all the time and I watch movies with billion with ten million dollar budgets and more that have worse wigs than that. So at the same time, True. I'm like well, what about it? So what? Shut up. Watch the show. Yeah, you know Moore's wearing a wig. Shut up. And and, 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 come, and come for the ride. If you don't want to come for the ride, then 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 don't. But don't come for the ride and then complain about the choppy water sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, just I join me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's true, I right? I, mean, I, watch, I, I watch movies all the time with people and women are wearing worse wigs than that. That's not even that bad a wig, frankly, you know? But... And, and Ava wasn't wearing the wig. And, that, you, know, I, you know, again, this is not something we talk about. People go see movies don't do this. It's these really diehard, thank God for them, you know, audiences that are like, oh, that's a wig. That, you know, and, and, and everyone has an opinion. And, and it's so easy to express that opinion. And I appreciate it 99% of the time. Um, sometimes, <laughs> it, 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 <laughs> sometimes it hurts a little bit. And, like, the wig, I, you know, yes, Ava, Maura West was wearing a wig. Ava was not. That was supposed to be Ava's hair grown out. Okay? Now we, we know it. It's, like, you just sometimes you just have to accept stuff, right? I mean, we do that all the time. Right. When we watch, when we watch anything, we accept things like that. I mean, I, to me, it wasn't a big deal. I thought I looked kind of pretty. It was nice to not have my own hair blown out every day. It, you know, I, I didn't mind it. That's me. <laughs> so. <laughs> That is so awesome. Oh, and how did you find out about your nomination today? Oh, well, I was, we, um, all my kids were at school today. Um, and my husband and I were home because we're, I'm not working this week. And, um, we sort of were having, um, <laughs> sort of funny because my husband and I had our phones. We had our, we had our phones. And I don't want to be like, it's like, I'm too cool to care. Of course I care. You know, of course I do, and and I was feeling the the nerves, the nerves, and um, we didn't have any. The house was completely quiet, and my husband and I were in the the family room with our phones face down on the coffee table, and we were just sort of staring at each other, like you know, like um, like the wild wild west, like we were going to have a you know shoot each other or something like that, you know. Um, <laughs> Uh, and we just like, I'm not looking, you look, I'm not looking, you look like, cause our phones were flipped over. And, and then, <laughs> and then we thought, oh, well, you know, I, you know, we have, we haven't, it's no, no, no phones have made a sound then, you know, it's too bad. So, okay. And then my phone rang and, and I answered it cause I saw that it was my mother who lives back East. So she was watching the show cause the show wasn't on here. You know, the talk isn't on here. So it was, um, 
my mom was watching it. And she called me, so I found out from my mom, which is that's the first time that's happened, and that's awesome. So I was very happy Aww. about that. That's really cute. That's kind of that's actually kind of cool. I like that. It is cool. Oh, my mom's pretty pretty badass. My mom's no joke. So. <laughs> hey, you're badass too. So I can see where she gets. Oh, see where you get it from. Learn from the best. <laughs> that's it, um, and you well, pass you it on to your kids. I don't want to hold you guys hostage all all night because I know you're doing your thing. But um, I just wanted to thank you guys for always being uh, awesome to General Hospital and me in particular. And uh, I'm so grateful for you. And um, just I have an opportunity to talk to you because I think you guys are awesome. Well, we're happy you always. (laughs) You're awesome, too. I mean, I'm echoing Ryan's statements because. I say it too much to you all the time. You probably are sick of me saying it to you all the time. You're probably, I'm probably one of those people that you're sitting there going, God, shut up. So. <laughs> yeah. don't, 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 don't throw me in that briar patch. I don't want to go in that briar patch, right? <laughs> I love you I guys. appreciate I you. For my kids. Thank, I appreciate Absolutely. you more. Thank you so much, you guys. Have a great show. I'll talk to you again soon. Absolutely. Right. Bye, Bye-bye. Dave. Bye-bye. So awesome, awesome, wasn't it? So, awesome. Are you okay? Are you are you not are you not on the ground? Are you not dead yet? You okay? <laughs> you good? I'm officially proud of myself for not having an absolute conniption because that I just like she's so awesome. She's just so awesome. Like, <laughs> it's so real, it man. Was, she's so real. You. It was you who brought me into the fold of As the World Turns and got me into, you know, the just her awesomeness and all of that stuff. So I'm just like, it's awesome. And the last year when we did this and she called in, I was completely silent. Like, I freaked out. Freaked yes, you out. were. You said <laughs> nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't do it this time. Didn't do it this time. But you know what's a great thing? Yeah, is, no, so, no. You, you had more free reign. I was like, no, man. All you, you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what I think it's important to note. Um, people who are listening and and those who um, support what it is that we do, whether it's our various podcasts over the years or our website, you know, we are fans first. You know, I think a lot of people don't under you know, a lot of people sort of have a, a misconception about this. We wouldn't do this if we weren't fans. You know, and I don't want to say, you know, let's put it this way. We do a lot of work, whether it's you, you know, prepping for podcasts or, you know, sourcing, you know, our reports or, you know, putting, you know, pouring hours into our columns and, you know, securing interviews. There's a lot of things that we do that we do because we love the genre. We love being, you know, we love reporting on entertainment. We love reporting on TV. And there are some people who will classify what we do as quote-unquote hobbies. And it's not a hobby because, and I've said this before (laughs) privately, but the fact of the matter is if it were a hobby, it'd be a very expensive hobby because there's a lot of, of, of cost that goes into what it is that we do. And so are we Entertainment Weekly? No, we're not Entertainment Weekly. Are we, you know, TV line? No, we're not. But we were the first, the first live daily podcast that covered soap operas. 
you know, and that was your baby. You know, you brought me into that. We started off as the God, the Jersey guys, you know, this is something that we love doing. And we get excited when we get to talk to our favorite actors and actresses, because we are just, you know, like, like you, you know, we're, we, we get happy, we get excited. And if we didn't, then we shouldn't do it because I feel like if you can't be happy that you get to talk to your favorite, you can't be happy, you know, when you interact with someone, yeah, we might do it because it's part of our, you know, our jobs or whatever, but we still love it. And that's important because if you don't love it, then you shouldn't be doing it. You know, if it becomes a chore, I for get you, you nervous. After all these years of doing this, I get nervous and, and still doing this and talking to people I love, and especially those who I talk to numerous times, I still get jumpy. I still start sweating. My palms sweat. My forehead sweats. I still, it, it's just the mere fact of me talking to somebody who I adore, who I've watched for so many years, and I love them to pieces for what they're able to do with their characters, plural. As you said, if I didn't love what they did, if I didn't love what they were putting onto the screen, I wouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be doing this. And as you said, there's a lot that goes into this that most don't know about. And we don't bring that to the forefront because one, they don't need to know what goes on into trying to put this all together. But two, we, we want to make this happen because we love what we do. And a lot of people don't understand that. Um, we are in it because of the love. We are not in it just to get recognition. We're in it because we love it. We are here supporting it. This is what we want to do. And, enjoy doing it so those that love to clap back at us about, for, for that mere reason that we are just doing it just to garner attention please sit down you haven't been in this ride long enough to know so uh, <laughs> i'm just putting that out there we love these actors and actresses who put in this tremendous amount of work uh, we appreciate everything that you do and we thank you for that if you weren't here for us obviously we wouldn't be here talking about you right now so thank you again and uh, uh, these nominations are for you. This award ceremony is for you, to honor you. So thank you. Uh, we got another category to get to. We actually got uh, a couple more. Uh, we are now in the younger actor part of the categories right now. We have <laughs> Nicholas Bechtel. Oh, Bechtel I have a lot to say. From, <laughs> I'm sure you do, and I can't wait for it. Nicholas Bechtel from General Hospital. Brian Craig from General Hospital. Max Eric from The Young and the Restless, Pearson Foday from The Bold and the Beautiful, and Taquan Richmond from General Hospital. Go, because <laughs> I know you got a lot. So I'm going to put it like this. Put it like this. I feel like, I feel like things come to those who don't necessarily openly crave it, Okay. And I feel like if you, I feel like there are, this is, this is an interesting category for a couple of different reasons. Um, Max Eric is one of my favorite actors um, in daytime. Um, I love supporting the outside work that he does. Uh, he was great on uh, the CBS series Under the Dome. He's done, you know, mm -hmm. some work on Nickelodeon and things like that. Um, he's a great young actor who doesn't get stories written for him. But 
he still shows up when he's when his schedule allows for it. He still gives his all, um, and I respect that about him. Um, Nicholas Betchel, you know, spends he plays a very precocious character. Um, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people were very annoyed by the overabundance and the overuse of, of Spencer. Um, you know, it kind of became like a running gag uh, that was beat into the ground. Um, but his performances were really good. He's a little kid, you know, and his kid. performances were really good. He, you know, um, did what he's supposed to do. He acted. Um, and it made for Think Television. Um, Pearson Foday loved him before joining B&B. You know, um, a just gorgeous person, um, aesthetically what? gorgeous soul, great work in uh, Naomi and Eli's um, the No Kiss list. You know, he's right. done some great work. He's been great as Thomas. Um, there's a lot of stuff that he can choose from. Taekwon Richmond, severely underutilized, does not get any of the focus that he should be getting. Um, there was that brief flash in the pan um, uh, targeting story that really wasn't a story, but more kind of a throwaway episode thing. I don't even know what the hell that was, but there's the guy who hustles, you know, works hard, keeps his head down low, doesn't bitch, doesn't complain, doesn't is it his is non he's unproblematic he's our unproblematic fave let's put it that way and okay. he's a guy who still shows up and does his job and does it well even though he doesn't I have want a lot to work I want to work. to work and doesn't get the opportunity to and then you know there's Brian Craig who um, plays a character who you know is is complex and should have the sympathy of the audience, but it doesn't. That's because Morgan is written as, um, I, I don't want to curse, but he's an F-boy. He's a douchebag. Morgan is a douchebag. And um, it makes it hard to root for the character. Um, Brian's acting is, and I'm going to say something that's probably going to go against what a lot of people want me to say, but the fact of the matter is, I like Brian's acting. I don't really have an issue with it. My biggest issue with Morgan is the way that they write the character. I think that when Brian is focused on his performances, he does well. I think that he works well opposite his co-stars. And um, though he is problematic at, you know, more times than not, I can separate that because there's a lot of people who are problematic that y'all love that you have no idea the type of problematic things that they do, either behind the scenes or whatever. So, uh, you know, taking the, what do we call it? What, what do we used to call it? Um, oh, my God. The group um, think out of it. Taking the group think out of it. You know, <laughs> I, I, I feel like this, um, I lost my train of thought because I was really trying to be PC. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I was going to say. I lost my train of thought in in the process of trying not to be snarky. But um, I have a favorite in this category. His name is Max Eric. I want him to win. If he doesn't win, then take Juan Richmond. I want him to win. If he doesn't win, then I want Pearson Foday to win. That's all I have to say. This category, I 
is another tough one because it, it was just the younger categories tend to be the up the, the the tough one. Uh, the young the younger actress one honestly wasn't it was tough for different reasons because we actually had some great talent in here. It always seemed to be problematic between the guys. I and it's always because of the fact that there's lack of material to choose from. I mean Max Eric, I love the guy to death. Uh, I I said so earlier online that I, I think he's a great actor. I, I love his work. I loved his work on Under the Dome. But it was very hard for me to remember the fact that he had material in 2015, and that was the cabin story um, with the drugging. So it was just the mere fact that I had to remember that he was on for a brief millisecond for him to be nominated in this category. And he did fine with that little piece of work, but it's just it was just it was just difficult for me to even remember that he was able to be eligible to be dominated. Uh, Taquan Richmond, same respect. He's an actor who was completely and utterly underused, and he's one that's wanting to work with any type of thing, and he should be given any type of thing on that show. Granted, obviously, I want it to be good material that he should have, but he should have more than what he's been giving, and again, that's been absolutely nothing. I, I would love to see more of him. I would love to see more interaction between him and, and Jordan played by Vanessa Antoine and the other characters on the show, Curtis and Andre. I'm like, what, you know, they can have more interaction there, more interaction with Molly, but it's just that we're not getting that. I don't know if it's just because they really don't know what to do with the character of TJ, but it's it, they, they could do a lot more than what they had been giving him. I mean, if they could give him a job at the hospital for all I know. I mean, there's obviously something for this young guy to do. It's a young guy. He can be shown having a job somewhere. Something happens from that point. But there is more that they could do for him. I would like him to take it home. I do, but it's just, I, I just feel bad that there is really a lack of material to give him. Um, Pearson Fode, great recast for that role. Wonderful recast of that role. He came in, stepped into that role seamlessly, and was able to act opposite of all those incredible actors, John McCook, Lindsay Godfrey, Jacob Young, all of them. They really, he really did a fantastic job coming in here and making that role his own. He had some great stuff to choose from. Uh, I'm very happy for him that he got this nomination. He definitely deserves it. Brian Craig, and here's the thing with Brian Craig. Um, I do think the character of Morgan is a pissant. And unfortunately, that's because of the writing for the character. I think that he, the character is a pissant. Um, Brian plays it well. And I'm going to emphasize on what you said. In spite of how a lot of people feel about the character on the show, I do think that his acting choices have been good. Um, there are some things I do think should be tweaked down a bit, but there have been some instances where it fits the script because of what he was given. And that's why I think it worked because how he was being written was that of a pissant and he played it very well. So I think that they, they gave him something different to play off of with a different kind of edge. I would like to see that for him, but honestly what he's given, he's doing well. So that's what I have to say about that. I think that out of all the people who I would like to see take it, would I like to see Pearson take it? Of course. Would I like to see Max take it? Sure. But um, I think, I think I would put my money on Pearson most likely. If not, then uh, I would like Taquan to take it. But honestly, I think Brian Craig would have the the winning votes for this. This is not me choosing. This is me saying that I have a feeling that they're going to vote for him. 
Yes. Just my two cents, So next y'all. category. <laughs> <laughs> Just my two cents, everybody. Outstanding guest performer in a drama series. Uh, you have Anna Maria Hodgford as Vivian Avant, the Bold and Beautiful. I don't even know how to pronounce his name, dude. Oba Baba Tunde. Oba Baba Tunde. As Julia Savant from The Full New Beautiful. Adam Ledbetter as Dr. Malcolm from Days of Our Lives. Uh, Dee Wallace as Patricia Spencer. Uh, the Blinking You Missed It Spencer uh, from last year's um, Awful Fluke storyline. And uh, Frank Runyon as Angel uh, from The Young and the Restless. Um, Can you just give the awards to Anna Marie Horsford and Oba Baba Tunde just right now? Like, give to them. Can they tie? Well, there give was a them. tie last year, right? Can they tie? Three-way. Three-way tie last year. Three-way tie last year. Give it to Anna and Oba, basically, because they Absolutely. There's just give them all the Julius. awards. All the awards. Be like Oprah. You get an award. You get an award. You get an award. Everybody gets an award. Give, just give it to them. Seriously, just give it to them. They were really outstanding in those roles on that show. Just give it to them. There's nothing else to say here. Give them the award. Give it to them. If you guys subscribe to CBS Access, which is the uh, on-demand CBS.com thing that gives you episodes going back to a year, um, you guys have to look up uh, the work that he did uh, when he confronted – when Julius confronted uh, Maya um, and the influence that she was on Nicole – his just speechless performance at Rick and mm-hmm. Maya's wedding, where he was Absolutely. just awful, just horrible to Maya. You know, this, that, there's, he just, he works it so well. And, and it wasn't it's just one the con- confrontation where- part of it, it was the part also, too, where Maya was on the balcony overhearing everything Julius was saying to, to his wife. It, that was just. Oh, man. Oh, which just further screams, how is it that everybody in the storyline got a nomination except for Carla? I just, I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. Blasphemous. Like, Blasphemous. Biggest he, I mean, he was this just year. So good. And I feel like, I mean, the, the, the guest actor category was needed for so long because there, you know, daytime, you know, doesn't. There are many times you get people who appear in less than 20 episodes. You know, they come in for a short bit of time, you know, for a specific role, and, you know, they don't really get to be uh, rewarded uh, for it. But I feel like this year, great, you know, great category um, for this. Last year was kind of like, really? Just kind of throw people in there, like, you you know, but this year was was good. I I feel like either Anna or or Elba could, could win. They should win. Um, they should win. Now, Absolutely. Here's our here's our next category. I right, so like to call the participation uh, category drama series. Um, there's only four soaps, so everybody gets a nomination. Uh, hmm. And this is a repeat of last year because all four shows were nominated last year as well. Um, yes. I, I mean honestly, I think it's one of those things now that we expect it. I mean, they, you know, it's just, you know, there's four left. They might as well all get the nomination kind of thing. And in a sense, I agree with it. I know there are people who don't, uh, but I'm like, go ahead, put all four up against each other and see what four can come up with the best material to win. I, I do. I, I mean, honestly, why not? 
I mean, otherwise it would only just be three that would be nominated if it wasn't all four, for like it was that one year. So I, I'm not against it. I'm not against all four going up against each other. But if, as I said, I know some people are. If we're going for – I'm going to channel Ashley again um, and her brilliant – year in review uh, column at uh, tvsourcemagazine.com where she discussed the uh, tale of two halves. She did a sports analogy in discussing uh, the Bold and the Beautiful's um, uh, year uh, in which the first half was beautiful, excellent, flawless, bold, groundbreaking television, and then the latter half was frustrating as a viewer uh, to watch. Um, If we're going, if if we're going on substance, mm-hmm. the Golden Beautiful has this hands down. Um, sure. There's an infinite amount of episodes that they could pull from, you, whether it's action or adventure or you know, tugging at your heartstrings or going for the, the, the revenge kind of thing. This is the show to, to give it to. Um, but Jill Phelps is also in this category. And, you know, she's got that magic finger when it comes to, to Emmys and, and Emmy bait and, you know, just, just figuring out what's going what's gonna to get them the, the statue. Um, you know, I know now it's become, you know, sort of okay, acceptable to praise being on a wrestler. I was doing it last year, um, you know, when it wasn't, you know, the end thing to do. Um, I think YNR is an interesting show. It's not the show we watched growing up, but it's it's it holds it holds your attention. Um, right. I don't know who's going to take this category. It should be Bold and Beautiful, but it could be Days of Our Lives. You know. Um, I know. I, I, I know. I don't know. It it should it should be Bold and Beautiful. I I feel like Bold and Beautiful should win this category. The scary part of this is is that I'm I do think that we might have another issue of another tie like last year cuz Days and Wine are tied last year. Um I think it could easily tie again. Um you know, YNR had the, the 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 February sweep stuff that most likely I have no doubt they will submit. So you got to remember Jill Farrenfels is nominated in this category. I have no doubt that's what they're going to submit. So <laughs> it's most likely going to be that. So we'll see. Uh, and obviously Days had the, the 50th anniversary stuff or surrounding all of those months. They easily can send in. Um, a lot of the rumor was, well, not really a rumor. This is speculation that a lot of us had online is that General Hospital probably is going to submit the Tony Geary um, anniversary fluke storyline for best show. It's not for best writing. I would advise them not to. I would advise them not to, but. I don't think it's a good idea either, but that was the speculation that a lot of people had that they most likely were going to submit that show. I wouldn't do it either, but a lot of people were thinking that that's what they were going to do. Again, this is us. We don't know what they submitted yet, but this is what a lot of people were guessing that they were going to submit. And I agree. I don't think they should submit that either. Um, what do you think they should submit instead or should have submitted Any, instead? Anything else? Uh, here's the thing. I, honestly, mm-hmm. I hated the loop story. I hated it from beginning to end. I 
I was not sold. I did not think. I did not like the resolution. Even if you just watch the standalone episodes, it doesn't. It's. I'm not a fan. It doesn't click with me. And I will wholly admit my bias. I don't. I don't. I, I no. It's not my cup of tea. I don't think the nurses' ball was either. Um, but it's. It's hard to figure out. It's hard to figure out what GH can submit because GH um, has been a mixed bag, or as as I put it, um, a variety show. And I didn't mean that as I, when I say that I don't mean it as an insult. I mean it as you really don't know what you're gonna get. And sure, I think for people who do who don't watch the show regularly, I think they might. If if they submit those episodes with Tony Gary and the whole flashback thing, they might watch it and just be stunned. And, oh, my God, it's the, the best thing ever. So I can't put myself into the mind of an enemy voter who's, who doesn't watch the show, who is just watching this on service value. But I don't know. I really think it depends on, on what, <laughs> what, what else they submit. But other than that, I mean, really, was there anything that they could? Um, you know, there's the wedding, you know, but that's, that was kind of anticlimactic. You know, there's right. the live episodes, but, you know. That's that already was, been, I know that the live episodes got nominated, didn't it? Or just like the promotion part of it anyway. I think, I think it was the promotion that got nominated. The promotion that, of the yeah, live got nominated. Um, I, yeah, there's the live episodes, but I really wouldn't do that either. The... I had it in my head as to what other one they could have submitted, and now it just completely just went out of my head. Um, yeah, they're, uh, the nurses' ball, they, that would be the only other option. Yeah. If you're going for, I mean, when you go for stunts over substance, then yeah. But mm-hmm. there, you know, the, the follow up to that would be where was the substance? And there wasn't a lot of substance to GH. Um, last year there there just wasn't so um i don't know but i will say that as far as the drama series writing team goes uh which the nominees mm-hmm. were the bold and the beautiful um uh, uh which head writer bradley bell co-writer michael Minnis, and their supporting writers were credited uh general hop um was has nominated uh has head writer shelly altman ron calabati and gene Passanante nominated um and then for the young and restless Shelly Altman, Gene Passanati, and Charles Pratt Jr. Um, as being uh, the nominees and co-head writer, uh, Tracy Thompson. Um, from a writing standpoint, I feel like this is the bold and beautiful. It needs to be. It should be. There's no It should be being big for this one. Competition. Absolutely. There's, there's just no competition. Um, if they submit the episodes uh, where – I think if you submit Rick and Maya's confrontation in the cabin, um, mm-hmm. the which is great, and I and I'm going to do this from from a from a script standpoint. What I like about that is you've got Ridge on one hand saying, "Oh, you know, Rick's going to freak out. He's going to blow his top. He's not going to forgive her. It's something that's not going to work. He's a hothead. He's he doesn't he doesn't understand forgiveness." and you have Maya already having that in her head, feeling that he's not going to accept her. He's not going to, you know, he's not going to love her for who she is. And then him hitting over the plot to us, you know, and, and being okay with it. That works mm. for me. I feel like 
if we're going to truly have a category that can be based on the substance of the work, it has to be the bold and the beautiful. There's no, there's no other option. There's no other choice for this whatsoever. None. I agree. I think that's really the only standout one in this category is B and B. That that's really it. The bold and beautiful. That's it. That is it. I really have nothing to add as far as that category is concerned. And and then we have outstanding directing team, which is all four of the shows that were nominated for outstanding directing. B and B has the best location shoots though. Mm-hmm. When they do, when they're outside, they really do have great outdoor promotional shooting, and, and not even just when they go on location, um, such as when they did the when they filmed the scenes for Ridge and Caroline's wedding. Um, just even outside, when they're coming in into Forrester Creations um, offices, even those those scenes are just glamorous. Just everything that they do is glamorous. So. They do, Honestly, but you've also got, but you've got Jill and Chuck and their sons uh, to compete against. And, you know, when the um, the uh, hotel fire, um, the hotel was, fire, was really great in terms of directing, uh, as was the plane crash. And when they showed the little behind the scenes snippets of how they filmed, oh, mind you, it wasn't you know, it was the catastrophe. That's what it was because it wasn't just. A plane crash, it was a storm and a plane crash and a building collapse, plane all crash. of that. And the underground collapse, yes, yeah. All of that was, was, was great. So, I mean, it's, it's a matter of do you go for, you know, the beautiful, no pun intended, and, you know, with, with beautiful scenery and the beautiful shots and just the way that everything is set up, especially when they do, like you said, with the wedding. Um, also, the um, – wasn't – didn't they also do a, a remote uh, on the beach or something uh, that wasn't the wedding? Didn't they do a remote or something in 2015 as well? I, I can't remember. But do you go for that or do you go for the, the flashy with YNR and their son? So, I don't know. It's a toss-up between them. It's a little rough. <laughs> yeah. I, I Yeah, because as you just said, they may go for catastrophe or they'll go for lavish and beautiful. So it's a toss-up between those two, I will admit. So I think B, it'll either be B&B or Y&R for that one. I will admit to that. Uh, we also have the digital dramas that were nominated uh, this year, and we had quite a bit that were nominated. And we had some first-time nominees that came in here. Obviously, The Bay was nominated again uh, for for their show. East Coast High was also nominated again. East Siders. Vanity and Winterthorn are the new, new, new ones that made their way into this category. I'm very happy for Winterthorn making it into the category. Eastsiders as well. Uh, I, 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 I couldn't say enough about Winterthorn when it premiered, and they did a wonderful job with that, with that show and its production. It, it really felt like it was high-class movie-type feel to it, and the actors that were involved in this from Martha Madison, Josh, Josh Thrower, Michael Caruso, Gordon Thompson, Linda Gray, Kathleen Gotti, Kevin Spiritus. I, I know I'm forgetting some people, but just, just those alone, Kirsten Storms, just 
wonderful, wonderful stuff. I'm very happy they got the acknowledgement that they deserve for that. So wonderful to see them nominated for that show. Incredible. I, I have to agree with you. Um, you know, we love the Carusos, obviously. Um, you know, from going way back to uh, Divinity. Remember Divinity? <laughs> Divinity. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Winter Thorn is a great show. Um, I, I, I'm, I hope they, you know, do well. I love the Bay. Um, you know, uh, Gregory J. Martin and Christos Andrews are some of the most driven, you know, the most driven, nicest guys you'll ever meet. You know, they do great work with this show. Um, we've had the pleasure of interviewing them um, and some of the stars from their show numerous times. The Bay is a great Definitely. show. Um, you know, it's definitely something to watch. I'm, I'm glad to see Van Hansen's Eastsiders. Well, it's not his show, but he stars in it. Um, Eastsiders is, I've heard great things about it. I, I haven't watched it, um, but I will take the time to. Um, East Los High is my favorite messy online team soap. That's the best way to describe East Los High. <laughs> I haven't checked it out. I have to definitely take a look into it. I haven't checked it out. It's Beverly Hills 90210 meets Melrose Place with no Degrassi. Like, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And um, it's got a, you know, it's a predominantly Hispanic cast, um, which is also great to see because I'm all for diversity. And I feel like, you know, this is the type of show that should be getting more attention. You know, there's, there, there are shows that I wish could get on bigger platforms. You know, and I look at the work of, say, The Bay and uh, Winter Thorn and, and even East Hills High, and I would just love to see them have a wider distribution net, you know, even if, and I know, you know, maybe speaking wishful thinking here, but it'd be great if Netflix were to, you know, pick it up and do some stuff on, on, their, um, on their platform with it because I feel like it needs to be seen. A lot of people, mm-hmm. you know, don't realize the wealth of the quality of wealth that's out there with these web series. You know, it's, it's come a long, long way from, you know, the days when they first started permeating the, the internet, you know, so right. I, I hope people uh, give them a chance. Definitely check out the ones that were nominated. And if you're looking for new shows to check out, definitely uh, visit We Love Soaps and, Check out some of the nominees for the indie for uh, for their indie noms because those are just those are great. And then of course for the nominations for the acting nominations for digital daytime drama series. This used to be called New Approach Daytime, and they renamed the right. category. Um, we have Maribeth Evans as Sarah Garrett from The Bay of the Series, uh, Kathleen Gotti as Valentina Winterthorn from Winterthorn. Um, as well, uh, as well, terms, I'm Elizabeth Hubbard as Eva Montgomery from Anacostia. Uh, you have Lily Melgar as Janice Ramos uh, from the Bay of the Series, and Patsy Pease as Lola Baker from the Bay of the Series. Uh, for Outstanding Actor in a Digital Daytime Drama Series, you have Crystal's Andrews as Pete Garrett on the Bay of the Series. He is also uh, the executive producer and writer for the Bay. Uh, Van Hansis, mm-hmm. that's Tom from Eastsiders. He's another As the World Turns alum. Rick Hurst as Mr. Ryan from Youthful Days. Uh, yeah, Rick Hurst, who, you know, can't get a story on GH, but still manages to snag an, a nomination 
you know, through his work uh, on, <laughs> on beautiful days. Uh, well, that that was insane. It's the freaking truth. I'm going to put Rick's face on a milk carton, really. Uh, J.D. Pardell as Jesus from East Coast High, which is on Hulu, and Kevin Spiritus as Dominic Delacorte from Winterthorn. Um, I haven't watched enough of the categories to pick one. Um, I have to rewatch the shows, but I think overall you have a good crop. You have a nice amount of representation this year. Uh, we really do. I, I we really do have a nice representation. Uh, Lily Malgar, pretty much in her category, I think was outstanding in her scenes and what she had to overcome after her kidnapping and attack. So I would primarily go with her to look at. Um, I heard great things about, obviously, Elizabeth Hubbard and her role. I haven't had really the chance to take a look at it, but I need to. Um, but, you know, Kathleen Gotti was very good as Valentina, winner's thrown on the show. But I think Lily had a more standout performance from what I was able to see. Again, I got to rewatch the clips again. Um, as far as the actors go, um, it's a tough one for me to pick. I, I, I as, as uh, East Coast High is again I, I, one I haven't really seen. I need to definitely take a look into Rick Hurst. God bless you. At least you got something somewhere. And <laughs> but uh, yeah, Van Hansen is really great as Tom and East Sider. I don't know if you really have watched it, but if you haven't, you should check it out. And I did love Kevin Spiritus in, in Winter Thorn. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's one of those where I really have to watch over again. But honestly, my most valid opinion that I can make, Lily Melgar for sure should take the the Emmy win home for her. Absolutely, she should. Did you watch Youthful Days at all? I haven't. Okay. This is like, it's a guilty pleasure. That's, that's all the way I can describe it. It's, it's trashy, it's messy, it's everything that we want to see in horrible, disgusting, immoral characters. It is everything. <laughs> and the production values get better and better each season. Um, I have no idea how they were able to pull off, you know, the big names that they were able to, to, to grab for such an extended sure. period of time. You know, Jen Lilly starred in it. Um, you know, they, they've had... Chriselle um, in it. Yes, Chriselle, she was in there. Obviously, Rick Hurst. Um, You know, so they've they've had a big <laughs> a big um, uh, rotation of, of actresses in and out that um, is definitely worth the wait. Don't, you know, if you're going to watch it, don't watch it with expectations. Just be like, I just want to be entertained. If you can watch watch it and be entertained for you know, however long the episodes are and they vary in length, then they've done right. their job. But you should definitely check it out. Brian James is really, really good on that show. It's his show. So definitely check it out. There's a oh lot God, of stuff I still need to watch. I, there's a lot of stuff I need to watch as far as those shows go. And it really did fly by. We had a lot of fun here. We at least got through all of them. And much love to Maura West for calling into the show. And Thank you for being a part of this tonight on such short notice. Um, I really appreciate it. And for those that were listening, thank you for just basically going through the two hours with us and dealing with my dropped phone calls, dead air, 
and all of the good stuff that went into coming back home to Blog Talk Radio. It just basically just told me, welcome home. That's all it was. It was a welcome home present. Well, thank you for having me, and uh, I hope that uh, we get to do this uh, again soon once we find out uh, who submitted what and we can do the predictions. And hopefully we can get our buddy Michael from Serial Scoop and maybe Brandon from Brandon's Bus to come and join us, hopefully. Uh, super, hopefully. Super, absolutely. Super well, I would love to do this again when we find out what was submitted, what the reels come out. That would give us a better idea of how to judge each of these categories. So definitely, I think we should do one once the um, the reels come out, and we'll definitely get down to business. So that should be that should we be a good one. That should be a good one. We should call it hashtag the Mega Soap Panel. <laughs> I, I we need to work Mega Soap into everything, everything <laughs> that we do. Mega Soap. Hashtag Mega Soap Roundtable. Hashtag hashtag Mega Soap Roundtable. Something. Who knows? We'll we'll figure that out. We'll work it somewhere. So, <laughs> but uh, this was fun. I, I'm looking forward to our next one. And thank you so much for coming by. I really appreciate it. No problem, dude. All right, man. Take care. As usual, this was a blast. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this and listening to us tonight. As I said, we would love to be back once the reels come out. And hopefully we'll have a roundtable discussion with not just myself and Ryan, but plenty of others as well. Uh, but if you want to check it out, you can always go. If you want to check out Ryan and all of his work, you can always go to TV Source. TV Source, guys, that's where he's at. And, of course, if you want to check me out, you can always visit my website at buzzworthyradiocast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at buzzworthyradio, liking us on Facebook. I'm on the Instagram. Thanks to Gavin and CBS Daytime for pretty much getting me in that place. And that's it. That is it. Thank you guys so much. We had a blast. We'll see you guys next time. I'm Abel J. Lee. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, more, And thanks, everybody else. Take care. From Twitter to iHeartRadio, Buzzworthy is everywhere. everywhere. Miss the show? Log on to buzzworthyradiocast.com for past shows and videos of some of your favorite stars. Stay connected to Buzzworthy Radio.